Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons Podcast. I'm his son, Matthew, and we have been splitting up the sermons every other week at our house church that my wife and I host on our farm. If you're interested in joining us, check out WrightFarmHouseChurch.com. Enjoy today's lesson. Last week we started uh, a lesson series on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we did a quick um, overview of, of what the chapter is about. And can anybody uh, tell me what chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians is about? Love. Love, love it is. It's Paul's definitive definition of love. So we're going to continue that series today, and we're going to kind of go through what he says love is, what he defines love to be. And the first run, the first one that he goes through, uh, goes over, is, is patience. Love, love is, is patience. So... So what we're going to do for the, for the recording here, I'm going to edit this part out because we're going to watch the video, but for the recording, I'm going to explain what we're about to watch. Uh, even mommy elephants have to be patient with their toddlers. So what you're going to see is, is a baby elephant. And it was funny because you were bathing Marilyn this morning, and uh, I heard Marilyn just did not want to get out of the tub. It was just so much fun. So you're almost like the baby elephant we're about to see in this video. Um, but this baby elephant is just loving his bath, his or her bath. And the mommy elephant's like, I am done with you bathing. Bath time's over. Get out. And the baby elephant doesn't want to get out. So that's what we're going to watch here. All right. So the, this, this elephant mother had a really hard time with having patience. And, and she was having her patience tried. She was trying to say, baby elephant, get out. Bath time is over. And I don't think it matters if you're a human or if you're, if you're an elephant, uh, the patience can be hard, right? Um, so I would just ask any parent of a toddler or a parent who has had toddlers, um, I, I can think of like when you're trying to leave the house, everything takes forever, right? You put in, putting on the shoes takes forever, putting on the coats, if you live up north, takes forever uh, for the Durban boys finding shoes because they leave them at our house. Every, every time that they come over, which is awesome because I get, I get to wear your shoes all week long. I don't know if you know that I wear your shoes. Um, but, like, you're getting in the car and, uh, oh, wait, wait, I got to go potty, you know, now. And, and Dad, I forgot. Oh, I need goldfish. I remember that one. Oh, I need goldfish. So toddlers, like this baby elephant that we just saw, they can be an exercise. They can be an exercise in patience. So, so who do we struggle with to have to have patience with as Christians, as ourselves? Is it, is it, um, could it be spouses? Could it be, could it be coworkers? Um, could it be friends? Uh, even, even our, you know, even our Christian friends to have, uh, struggling to have patience with. When, when we were in, back in college, Colleen and I were talking about this, you know, it may have been a roommate who may, ha- may have had some quirky ways that we had to figure out how to be patient with that person. It could be, uh, driving down the road, many times it's driving down the road, and that person is not driving exactly how he should be driving, or he's driving too slow, or he's whoa, too fast, you know, having patience with that kind of thing. And I think to a degree, we, we all have periods of time uh, where we struggle with patience. So, so when we come to Paul's definitive definition of love in chapter 13 of, of 1 Corinthians... Uh, it may have been perfectly purposeful, I think, that Paul put patience first on the list. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 here, love is patient. Um, 
First, in First Thessalonians chapter five, Paul expands on this idea, and he says this. He says in verse fourteen, "And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone." He says, "Be patient with everyone," and he gives a list here. He has a list of people that he calls us maybe to be patient with. He calls calls us to be patient with the idle and the disruptive and the disheartened and the weak. And Paul says, to, he says to warn them and to be patient with all of them. Uh, and Paul knew that if he called me to patience, I would probably say at some point, I would probably say, well, I am patient most of the time, okay? I'm patient most of the time, but, but when I do get impatient, it's because those people, they deserve it, okay? Um, the idol, they, they deserve my impatience because I can see so clearly what they need uh, you know, what they need to be doing to fix themselves, and they just won't get active in God's kingdom, right? The disruptive people, they deserve my impatience because uh, they don't have normal social boundaries. What? They don't have, no, they don't have these normal social boundaries. Uh, they can cause problems with, with me and my family, uh, and they add work to my plate, so they deserve my impatience. The disheartened people here, they deserve my impatience because they're always Debbie Downers. <laughs> they're always huge, huge bummers to be around. Their cup is always half empty, right? Nothing cheers them up. Uh, the weak, they deserve my impatience because if they're, if they're physically weak, it just means I have to carry more of the load physically. If they're intellectually weak, it means that I have to slow down and I have to explain everything to them, right? If they're morally weak, then I've got to wade through the mess and I have to clean up after them. So do you kind of see the common thread here? All of these people, they affect me. They make, uh, they make demands on my time, on my energy, on my life, on, sometimes on my reputation. Um, so I believe that the reason that Paul puts patience at the front of the list in chapter 13 is because of the sacrificial nature that patience requires. Jesus was love incarnate. Brian and I were kind of talking about some of this, right? He was, he was love incarnate. God is love. He was the exact representation of God. And, and Jesus expressed his love most clearly by sacrificing his life for us. And, and we can grow in patience a great deal by reflecting on, on what Jesus has done for you and me as, as we go through our lives. We reflect on that, reflecting on all the ways that, that Jesus has been patient with us in our lives. Think about it. Have you ever been, I think I have, I know I have, have you ever been idle with Jesus? Um, Jesus, I promise I'll share you with my coworker soon. Or, or I promise I'll start praying and I promise I'll start reading my Bible soon. Um, I promise I'll resolve this conflict with somebody, uh, with, with this person anytime now. I promise I'll do that. But we become idle. Have you ever been disruptive with Jesus? Uh, when we get angry, we might say, God, how could you let this person get sick? Or how could you let me get sick? I've, I've done that. Uh, God, how could you let me lose my job? Uh, how, how could you let me have these money problems? Have you ever been disheartened with Jesus? Okay, Jesus, I hear what you're saying in the Bible. I've read the Bible, but honestly, my life is just never going to change. 
Uh, I'm always going to have these struggles. I'm never going to get ahead, right? Uh, or have you ever been weak with Jesus? I have. Jesus, I'm sorry. I know I said I'd never do that again. I never know I said I'd never do that sin again. But here I am. I did it. And then I did it again and again and again. First Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Why is Jesus patient with us? He's patient with you, it says, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Everyone. Do you see how Jesus has, how, how patient that Jesus has been with us? With us in our, in our idleness, in our disruptiveness, in our, in, our, in our sadness, in our weakness. Where would we be if Jesus treated us the way that we have treated other people? May, or may not have outright treated other people, but may have wanted to treat other people. Jesus, I think if Jesus treated us this way, we wouldn't be in a good place. Um, but the beauty of the gospel is that it gives us a really a humble self-assessment. We are actually able to see ourselves for the idle, disruptive, disheartened, weak people that we, that we really can be sometimes. The gospel gives us a humble self-assessment that we're able to say, am I being idle, disruptive, disheartened, and weak uh, around the people that, that I'm with, around the Christians that I'm with? Um, but we see how Jesus showed us his patient love even though we don't deserve it we've never deserved it and seeing all of that it frees us up to show patience to others um, especially those who don't deserve it like us so I guess I, I guess that the, the point of the lesson is I'd like us to be on the lookout and monitor if we're being idle disruptive disheartened and weak because Paul warns us against being all those things. He warns us against those things. But I'd also like to encourage us to be on the lookout for the idle and the disruptive and the disheartened and the weak and those in general who we have a hard time having patience with. And ask God to give us the gift of patient love and, and, then, and then live it out. Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. God bless you and have a wonderful week.